एलिगेंस इज एन एटीट्यूड रिंग्स अ बेल यस आई एम टॉकिंग अबाउट लॉन्जीन एंड ऑन टूडेज पॉडकास्ट आई एम डिस्कवरिंग द रिच हिस्ट्री एंड हेरिटेज ऑफ दिस टू हंड्रेड ईयर ओल्ड ब्रांड विथ डैनियल हल हेड ऑफ ब्रांड हेरिटेज डिड यू नो वेन वॉज द फर्स्ट लॉन्जीन वॉच बॉट बाय अ कस्टमर इन इंडिया it was more than 140 years ago surprised i too was hello and welcome to lux insider with me your host anita khatri today we are in delhi and we are at imperial hotel hotel which has legacy it has history and right place for discovering heritage of the brand longine So thank you Daniel for fabulous presentation. It was so interesting that it convinced me that in my collection I should definitely add Longines. Already I have one but it belongs to my husband. It's not my own. Great to hear that and of course we have a wide choice I think that could appeal to you. Um and you have to convince your husband that he will gift you and another one yeah sure no i gifted him a longi now he has to gift me a longi yes that is good concept give me five adjectives which will describe the customer of longi any five adjectives we are in the lucky position that we have about 50% females and 50% males as clients which is quite unique in the watch world so the customer might be very elegant elegance is an attitude is one of our claims so it appeals to many ladies to have something elegant precious on the same time we have uh lines that are very sporty very resistant very robust decorative watches because we have over 100 year experience in uh, sports timing professional sports timing and this kind of watches appeal to the sporty man the man uh, that is a pioneer that uh, likes adventures that likes uh, special experiences and wants to have a watch that is resisting everything he's doing during uh his day his week his holidays and so on so basically it is um, elegant adventurous sporty uh, accuracy accuracy precision, precision is also very five words if i had to put it yes this this is what it is now when it comes to the heritage i uh, thank you to you you took us already to certain uh, information about india the history of longi with india would you be in a position to narrate any stories because you had a campaign but which is the oldest watch in india held by whom the interesting thing is that we started very early to sell watches in india as early as 1878 1878 you were already selling watches in india in india that's that's very early um we uh, sold also some watches in asia very early like uh, in 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 china because the founders of longines they went very early international they were switzerland is a very small country and watch production was 
far more than just um, supplying Swiss customs with watches. What we produced was meant for more an international market. So they had to reach out for new markets. They went east to, to Asia, to Arabic countries, and they went west to other European countries and the United States. So from right early onwards, uh, Longines was heading for international markets. And that explains maybe why we were so early in India as well. Now, for the oldest watch that we found in India in a contest that we did 10 years ago, uh, we found one from an owner in Mumbai who had uh, a nice silver pocket watch from 1884. 1884, he has a pocket watch, okay. He had a pocket watch. So this watch is now 140 years old. And the amazing thing is that this watch is still in working condition, uh, although it has never undergone any repairs, just uh, servicing. And uh, that speaks for the quality of a Longines watch. And can you tell us the name of the person who owns this? The, the name uh, of the person is Korshet Poon Poonawala. Poon Poonawala. When you discovered this, what was the... Uh, how did you feel? I mean, to say this is very old watch and in spite of being 150 years old, it has been ticking day and night without any repair. It talks it's ama it's so amazing. about the accuracy and the precision of the, of the, of the movement. You are right. Uh, what I always found very interesting is in what context the watch has been used. For what reason? Why did this man have this watch? Correct. And the, nice. the, the history there is that the watch has been brought by an Englishman to India who was uh, offering a training for young Indians how to operate a locomo locomotive, how to operate trains. Okay. And uh, he was educating uh, local young men as uh, locomotive drivers. Okay. And before he he returned back to to England, he gifted this watch to his his best friend in India, and uh, that was the, best the grandfather. Was this yes. The best friend. Okay. He was educated, uh, or his his grandfather was educated as uh, a locomotive driver then at that time. So he 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 kept the watch. And he, he transferred it to his son and through generations. And so the, the watch is still in, in the family's hand. Fabulous. Any more such stories in India? Another outstanding story, I think, is uh, that Longines uh, conceived a special watch for Indian military pilots in the 50s uh, and 1950s y yes 1950 and this watch got the nickname the big indian because it's it's a huge watch uh, with a case of 44 millimeter diameter okay it's huge but you understand it somehow if you imagine um, 
how it was inside in a cockpit of this uh, of the airplanes of this time. There is a lot of vibration, and you can't even uh, hold your arm uh, quietly, and it's always shaking a little bit. So it's difficult to read precise time on a small dial. That's why they opted for a large dial on a on a big watch. It's called the big Indian watch, but why is it called? It's big Indian pilot. It's big, big Indian because the watch Indian. is so big, not because the pilot is big. Correct. <laughs> but why was it named? Uh, is it a special edition that was created for India? Yes, this watch was only delivered to India, so to no special, other country. Special order. It was, it was a government order. Government order. Okay. The specification were set by the government. Okay. So they said it must be readable during the night as well, and that's the reason why they put some radium marks on the dial and on the hands, on the minute hand, the hour hand and on the second hand, which is quite exceptional. It's amazing to know that in 1950, Indian government actually placed an order with Longines as a brand. That business was even then happening, not only when, because... It was after independence of yeah, India. Yeah, sure. You know why I'm saying this, David, because, um, Daniel, sorry. Um, I'm saying this because it was only after 2000 that Swiss watch could be officially brought into India and the business started flourishing post that. Swatch Group, of course, was established around 1999 in India, 1999 or 2000. But we are talking about so business picked up, you know, the relationship about the Swiss watch export started only post that. And we are talking about 1950 Indian government already placing an You know order, why? Because is fabulous. This is a great story. Because that was not a commercial offer. This watch was not on sale in a normal watch boutique. It was specially a, 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 a special government order for military purpose military. and it was absolutely not commercial. Mm, true. I have also to say that uh, Longines produced two series but they were small series that we did for, for India. So there were not thousands of these watches, there were some hundreds but not as it was a, a small batch of production in that besides the <coughs> large size because of the readability because the pilot can read it other than that you explained to me about accuracy it was the uh, one tenth of the second that no not this one but the movement inside uh, was a very accurate movement the caliber 15.68 okay it was so accurate that Longines uh, supplied this watch one, this watch movement once to the observ observatory of Neuchâtel to participate in a contest of uh, very accurate watches. So the caliber uh, 1568, which you find also in, in the famous uh, Pilots Biotech watch that we produce for the Czech pilots uh, was one of the larger movements and with a very high accuracy. Fabulous, Daniel, for sharing with us such an interesting. Uh, I mean, even I'm discovering this story only today. 
I have been in the industry for so long but didn't know about this. This is fabulous. Thank you for that. If I may say that, you know, history plays a very important role in the brand's life cycle. And uh, legacy in history is important for consumer who would appreciate quality and that legacy that has been achieved by the brand. But today's youth, how do you speak to the youth? Do you think youth today value that history? I feel that there is a great interest to, to know the origins of something, of an object or a brand. And that's why I think the legacy of a brand, the heritage is still important uh, in respect also that we draw a lot of inspiration from our past. Longines has such a rich history and such a, I, I would say, a history full of inventions and creativity that we can still profit today uh, in terms of inspiration for new watches. That doesn't mean that we, we, we try to do a 100% copy of the old watch. It's more in the way that we take the basic the important elements or aesthetical codes of a watch that we produced in the past and we use it today in a more modern way, in a modern interpretation of what we did in the past. But if it comes to complications, to special functions of a watch, the past can still help us today with, uh, with uh, giving some inspiration. And I see that uh, even younger people, they have uh, a renewed interest in, in watches because this generation uses a lot of time. They uh, like the social medias. Now, if you ask yourself, what do they present on an Instagram account? Do they present their a smartwatch, an Apple watch? Probably not, because that's a generic object. Millions of pieces of the same pieces are everywhere. It's not interesting to make a pose with a smartwatch. Everyone has one. But it's more interesting to do it maybe with a vintage watch, because each vintage watch, mechanical watch, has its own history. Uh, you don't find two watches that aged on the same way because it depends how it, it has been used, what the owner did with the watch. So the color might have been a little bit changed over time because it was exposed to sun rays. Some people kept it in a drawer. The, the, the dial will look differently. Each watch has its individual history. And these watches are far more interesting to show on social media than a smartwatch. And I see a growing tendency among younger people that are directed to this type of watches again. I totally buy this and I agree on this 100% because some time ago when the um, smartwatch revolution took place, uh, you know, it was a question mark for the entire Swiss watch industry. Is this going to be a 1970 watch moment crisis again? But today, what we are experiencing for the last one and a half, two years, the watches are only demand for mechanical watches is only increasing and is growing. And contrary to what we believed or what we 
you know we were fearful of that you know apple watch or a smart watch would actually reduce an impact on the mechanical watch is going the other way around and you are so correct Ex in saying that exactly you are right um i remember that uh, the designer of apple jonathan ive he said when they presented when they launched the apple watch he said that will be the death of the swiss watch industry now if i look today on um, on the situation uh, in the world markets i have to say that the united states the market for the apple watch the most important market that's where the apple watch has been created is today the largest market, the most important market for Swiss watches. There you go, yes. The United States surpassed China as leading market for Swiss watches even. And I, I mean, that explains uh, how the Swiss watch industry dealt with um, smartwatch. Smartwatches, I totally, yes. I don't, I don't uh, want to say that it's it's uh, uh, useless or I don't want to to critic smartwatches. They can be very useful. They track your fitness, your heartbeat. Uh, they are for sports activities. They are might be very useful. There is just one thing that they will not do. They are not built for a 100 years lifespan. Absolutely. A mechanical watch in the quality that Longines is producing has a lifespan of about 100 years. Um, a smartwatch tends to be obsolete in about five years because the software changes or you don't have enough memory or your screen is not good enough. So uh, it's not an object that you pass through generations. Yes. And if I would imagine uh, a wedding and the husband is gifting his wife a smartwatch, she probably will not be very happy with this gift uh, because she wants something where she can remember on this important day in her life in a very good sense, in a very good uh, manner. And here comes the history and the heritage and the legacy. Exactly. And uh, so this gift should have a lifespan of more than five years, you know. Right. In fact, Longi is more than 200 years old brand, right? Exactly, yes. Now, what's the story behind the interesting logo that we see of the hourglass with the wings? Yes, our logo is the winged hourglass. And uh, sometimes I have been asked the logo you find on movements already in 1867. I, sometimes I've been asked, were they thinking already about aviation, about airplanes when they put wings on the hourglass? And then I have to say, no, it was not like this, but uh, this symbol has a philosophical meaning. It means time flies. Time is a continuum. No one, nobody is capable of stopping time. So you should use your time in a meaningf meaningful way as long as you live. As they say, time is the most precious gift that you can get. Exactly, exactly. That, that's what it stands for. Yes. So if I may ask you, uh, historically it was first Longines created the pocket watches. Was it the pocket watch which came first or the wrist watch came first? 
Longin did the first pocket watches, but without a chronograph mechanism. The first chronograph caliber came in 1878. And Longin did it in a very uh, accurate, um, high precision way. So that's the reason why it has been widely used afterwards to time horse races. Yes, that's uh, about the equestrian relation. Yes, at that time, uh, basically all the production of Swiss watch brands were pocket watches. Pocket watches. This is the wristwatch comes much later, sure. much much later. When when did it by any chance you know? I thought it was around nineteen ten. When the Longin produced the first wristwatch in 1902. 1902, okay. And the fashion to wear a wristwatch came from the ladies. Yes. They started very early uh, to wear watches on the wrist because they liked uh, highly decorated watches with diamonds, with precious stones. And it was an object of nearly jewelry. Uh, and the men, they, they were keeping their pocket watch inside their, their vest because they thought it's, uh, it's, it's not appropriate to expose a watch on the wrist. It's far too dangerous. Okay. Probably also because they was didn't. It because of the priced item? Because, Be, of because of moisture, because of rain, because of dust, because of shocks. Uh, probably uh, women moved a bit more carefully than men and uh, paying more attention to, uh, to the watch. But um, the fashion that uh, men uh, were wearing the watch on the wrist um, in majority came after, long after World War One. Yes, long war. World War One was a sad thing, but it learned a lot of men, a lot of soldiers to wear a Watches. watch on the wrist True. instead of having a pocket, pocket watch, watch because correct. it was not very appropriate uh, to always first grab your watch out from your pocket and then look, then at, the look at the time. You lose a lot of time. Um, sure. And and then afterwards it came more into fashion. But one thing that was difficult was a lot of watch uh, producers hadn't um, the small movement for a wristwatch. They were producing the large movements for the pocket watch. Pocket watches. Okay. And not very tiny little movements, for instance, for, for ladies' wristwatch. watches. Okay. And for wristwatch afterward. Yeah. Elegant ladies' watches with tiny little mechanical movements. We produced the first square-shaped watch in 1912, the first rectangular watch for ladies in 1916. The watch with a which you displayed here is how old? The square watch with diamonds? 1912. That's the one. That's a piece yes, that is Yes, 1912. Okay, okay. And the first rectangular watch with a rectangular movement inside, 1916. Fabulous. From whatever information you've had and the contest you had also in India, uh, what is Indian consumers like what collection? Are they, are, they, are they having different choices or do you feel that, you know, in India round works, yes. square works, what works? India is famous for uh, for people uh, loving gold. Okay. They treasure gold as an asset. They like 
watches with a gold case, massive gold case. Um, the other thing is that Indians like colors. Uh, they are more in colors than, than consumers in other countries. And uh, if I look at our sales, uh, I see that they like also elegant watches. Okay. So the Grand Classic is uh, one of the best sellers in India. Grand um, okay. uh, Dolce Vita, Dolce Vita do is yes. doing very well in India. And then the Hydro Conquest, the sports watch that you can use for, for uh, diving, mm -hmm. is also doing very well in India. That was all from my conversation with Mr. Daniel Hug, straight from the Longines event in Delhi. I hope, just like me, you also discovered some lesser-known facts from the brand's rich history and heritage. I also happened to review a piece from Longines that's now on my wish list. Stay tuned for the next episode to know which watch am I talking about. See you soon.